We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Did this shit my own life. Mm. Did this shit my whole life. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special episode of Veterans Minimum, baby. <laughs> Anytime you hear the ah, yes, you know your boy is in the host position. That was super sexual. Yeah, I had to set the tone, you know what I'm saying? Anytime they get the ah, yes, they know that Lamb is in the host position. My guy Imp to my left. It's popping. How are we doing? Good. And we got a special guest. I think this is your first time on VM. Yes. On VM, it's my first one. Yes. Yep. Marco, our guy Marco, in the building, NBA aficionado. Yes. Friend of the Degeneration Bets podcast. Yeah, he's been on yep. DB a couple of times. Uh, Mr. Rookie of the Year. Yes. <laughs> and the reason Donkic, baby. Let's go. Well, last year, for those of you guys that might not listen to Degeneration Bets, we had Marco on and we did like a uh, over-under win, win total yeah, with our buddy yeah. Danny too. Yeah, and yeah. Marco was like, yo, Ben Simmons, Rookie of the Year, like. Duh. Sign it Lock. Up. Yeah. And then who'd you say this year on the show? Lukadonkic this year. Lock. Two. And it's going to happen again. It is. Two years in a row. We, so. we, we, we spoke about it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that team's in the playoff hunt. Um, he's the primary ball handler now. I wonder how the I wonder how the whole Dennis Smith Jr. thing is going to work out a couple of years down the line, right? Like mm-hmm. People are even wondering like if he will even re-sign with that team. It's kind of crazy to think about, but... Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but nonetheless, you're, you're absolutely right. He's going to run away with the award. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, so we brought we brought Marco on because Marco follows the NBA the way we do. And uh, we always, you know, Marco's one of the few people, I, I say you you two and Danny, I hit up yeah. the most about like NBA. We, you well, know, yeah. shoot this shit yeah. and whatnot. So what we're going to do on this episode, guys, is through the first, let's say first quarter of the season, Right, we're gonna give you our top fifteen NBA players, right? Mm. Free flow and open discussion, you know. Now this isn't this is what we've seen so far. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're not gonna yeah. look ahead. Yep. Right. We know that, you know, once uh Russ shakes off the cobwebs from this injury and whatnot, he'll right. be one of the top fifteen. But we're talking about through the month of October, November, and the first week of December. I would imagine some of these names will be household names. Yeah, but and but I, mm-hmm. I'm also going to guess that some of these names may not necessarily be household names. Oh yeah, and right? so, some are going to yeah. cause some Probably controversy, yeah. some talking points as well too. <laughs> but uh, you wanted to quickly just touch on what's going on, like just like a, a sort of a, a, the takeaways. Yeah, Marco, what would you say would be your biggest storyline takeaway? What what stood out the first like month and a half of the NBA season? Hmm. One interesting thing for me is uh, the Wolves situation and how that played out even after they traded Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So 
Um, the thing that was surprising to me is that after Jimmy Butler left and they got Roko and Sarge, their defense shot up. Yeah. To like, they're like a top five defensive team now with Covington. Yeah. And um, that, that just really surprised me because I didn't think anyone else on that roster other than Butler was a good defender. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Covington would make that big of a difference. You say that, but like, yo, Covington is such a Tibbs guy. Right? That's true. Yeah, He's that's such true. a Tibbs guy. Doesn't fill up the stat sheet with scoring, yeah. but he'll play 44 minutes. You- and he'll fucking shoot a three in the corner when you need him and yeah. play really good defense. Like He's a Tibbs guy. It made, such, it made a lot of sense mm-hmm. to bring him over. Did you, did you guys hear that quote, uh, that Todd Gibson quote? Nah. Um, like after the first pra- practice, uh, Thibodeau said something about like loving Covington's defense. And like the media was asking Gibson about it. And like Covington was standing right next to him, and when Gibson heard that, he like turned to Covington and he was like, "Oh shit, you better be ready to play like forty five <laughs> minutes a night now." <laughs> so Yo, yeah, yeah. Like Covington's out there; he's killing it. Uh, the Wolves have been doing a lot better, yeah. so like that's a good surprise for me, I think. And I- really quickly, sorry, just to, just to sort of touch on the Sixers for a second, kind of worked out for both parties. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's 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 be honest. Yeah, you know, winning some close games, Jimmy Butler hitting some game winners, right? Yeah. Buzzer yeah. beaters. Uh, not every situation when you when you trade a superstar, right? Do you mm-hmm. get an equal value in mm-hmm. return? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of been working out. I, I ca- it's com- a completely different scenario because of how toxic that environment, that locker right. room must have been, right? Yeah. It was he's calling out teammates, he's beating the starters with third, third stringers, stringers and shit, you know. <laughs> so there was a lot of back and forth, and yeah, I always liked Covington. I was always a fan of him. He's like a DFS darling for me. Got I always it. take him. He's always like 6K on DraftKings, and he ends up, you know, he's he's productive, right? He soured me in that Celtics series Yeah, he last played really, year. He, he played, played really, really bad, bad, you know? Yeah. I compared him. Marco, tell me what you think about this one, how Harrison Barnes kind of shot the Warriors out of that finals. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel he cost the Sixers in that series. Yeah, he played really bad. He wasn't hitting open shots. He wasn't really... For some reason, wasn't able to play defense either. But I agree with you. That is that is a big storyline. And like, yo, you're just you're turning the reins over to to Carl Anthony Towns, yeah. mm-hmm. which should have been the plan from the beginning. And when mm-hmm. you bring a guy in like Jimmy Butler, kind of negates that a little bit. Yeah. And what about you? What stands out through the first month and change? Wild. Knicks, Knicks, nah. Trier, Trier, <laughs> Trier. As as he like gets to the foul line in the other room, yeah. uh, just kind of just like a wide open Western Conference. I pulled up the standings here. Yeah. Uh, if if if. I would have said that the Denver Nuggets would be in first, Oklahoma City would be in second, and the Clippers would be in third. You'd probably call me a moron. Yeah. Right? Uh, and no, no, don't sell yourself short because I, I remember we did a video about the Nuggets and I we like, were high on the Nuggets. Yes. Yeah. But, but not, not, not one seed. Not yeah, one seed, enough. seven in a row, Yeah, mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets. Um, And then the LA Clippers. And you know, I'm sure you're, you're going to touch on a guy a little bit later on, but... And, you know, LA Clippers are sort of Tobias Harris, uh, Montrez Harrell. The list goes on. A lot of a lot of good role players, but and then Oklahoma City Thunder, where Russell Westbrook starts the season injured, and then he comes back not playing too well, and yet mm. they're still second place in the Western Conference. So that's a credit to Stephen Adams. That's a credit to Paul George, who's playing out of his mind right so now. You're talking about defense. Yes, that, their defense yeah, is out of control and, too. And, and the crazy thing about that is there's no Roberson there. Yeah, who is probably their one of their, if not, they're probably their best defensive player. Well, yeah. last year when he got hurt. Their defense took a hit. Yes. Yeah. He's he's uh he's um he's actually a player that I compare uh Nilakina a lot to on the Knicks. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think Nilakina I kinda soured a little bit on Nilakina's offensive game, but I think he still has a ton of defensive potential in Roberson's mold. Like they both could they're like six eight, six seven, they could guard across multiple positions. And like I hope Nilakina could be as good a defender as Roberson one day. But uh but yeah, the Thunder have been super impressive, even yeah. even without Roberson. Yeah. And yo, there's nothing wrong with being a defender like Roberson. You're not gonna all. play. You're gonna not play in the league. You're gonna play big minutes in the league yeah. for a decade plus. Yeah. yeah. Right. You saw Cephalosha be doing this for yeah. like that's that's the model of player that you would want. And look, if Nilakina comes out to be a guy like that, at least you know what his role is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Question to you, because we've had this discussion, and for the, for you guys listening. You guys that aren't <laughs> Knicks fans, this is this is the pulse in New York when it comes to Frank Nilakina. Mm-hmm. It's a very hot button topic, right? The radio is always calling about it. Super D- hot. There's one or two camps, and tell me tell me where you stand on this, and tell me if you agree, Marco. Okay. He's trash, or be patient. He's mad young. Cause I, I cause I've asked Knicks fans, and like for me, I want to say like I'm in the middle, but it's like when I watch him offensively, I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. he's trash. Mm-hmm. But then you look at some of like the advanced stats and whatnot, and it's like, yo, he's one of the top uh, perimeter defenders, perimeter defenders in the league. And mm-hmm. this dude's only 19, and he was, I think he was younger than nine of the 14 lottery picks this last year. year. He's this very, year, this yeah, year, this yo, year, this he's year. Ve- yeah, he's very. Young. So how do you how do you feel about him? Um, 
I think I'm a little bit in the middle as well. I think um, his offensive ceiling isn't very high. I don't think he's ever going to be like an above average offensive player. But I don't think the Knicks should give up on him because, like you said, he's only 20 or whatever he is. And he has a ton of defensive potential. And yet, like, like, yeah, if we could go back and redo the draft, I'm sure most Knicks fans would say Dennis Smith would be the right pick there. (laughs) Or Donovan Mitchell. Or Donovan Mitchell behind. Right. But like... Like we're past that. Now, I know right? you, yeah. can't, you can't do that. It's always easier to have. say it after the fact. Exactly. Yeah. Like we have who we have, and like he's not going to be a superstar, but he has the potential to be a very good defensive rotation player. And like he also he he's also twenty. Like we've seen guys not be able to shoot and then like become average three point shooters, and it becomes yeah. an average three point shooter like even better. But I don't think we should necessarily trade him or give up on him or like even. I know we're benching him a lot right now. I yeah. don't think we should do that either. A couple I think, DMPs. Yeah. Our our goal this year isn't to win right now. It's to sort of like progress for the future. And I think just giving him like 20, 25 minutes consistently is the best thing to do for him. Right I just now. want to say one thing. There are a couple young guys that are flourishing in the NBA right now. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard didn't start too well on offense. Mm. Even like a guy like even a guy like Giannis was like the 15th pick in the draft. And he was yep. kind of he didn't really do much that first rookie year. Right. Yep. And so I love how he mentioned the two frontrunners for MVP too. <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, and then look—that's terrible, right? And I'm, I'm sorry, nah, but I get the idea behind it. The, I feel right. you. It's the concept of like this kid. We knew going into the draft that he was going to be a project. Mm. We knew that he was going to be younger than some of the kids coming out of the draft this year. Yep. So you know, like, and I always, I and my roommate makes fun of me all the time because I, I try to tell him, I'm like, dude. Not only is he in his second year in the NBA, he's literally in the second year of being in America. And and you may laugh and you may no, not no, think that's, that's a big deal, yeah. but like getting acclimated to the culture and getting acclimated to being in the U.S. is kind of a, is not easy. And, and it's now, not and easy playing in New York it's too. It's another thing. That's so another thing. the kid's twenty. Put it this way: if he was sitting here with us, and after the show, we wanted to go grab a drink at the bar, he wouldn't be able to come with us. Mm-hmm. And I hope that puts it into perspective a little bit. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't be able to go drink with us. Yeah, and, and yo, the the one thing that you can say about him is some teams have called for him. Oh, every team calls for him. Yeah, so it got to tell you, like, yo, just chill yeah. out a little yeah. bit. Let's, let's be patient. Yo, my biggest takeaway, we mentioned his name in passing, Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz. Mm. Like, yo, I, I know I came in hot. We were talking about him on, on Degeneration Bets in our, in our preview show when we went through the win totals. And even on this show, too, I remember us talking about it with Tim. Like, I had them as a potential three seed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And if he was to take the next step, he he's kind of he's regressed a little bit but i think it's because like last year was so ridiculous what he was doing but they really brought back the same exact roster and they're not as good defensively as they were last year and that was like their mo that was their staple and they just went and got kyle corver yes. provide some shooting on the outside but i don't know very disappointed in the jazz mm-hmm. i just want to say one thing you're 100 correct they don't have enough around him it's like everyone just watches donovan mitchell iso ball or not even iso mm-hmm. ball but everyone just sort of like watches him yeah. and, and do whatever he wants he's the only guy on that team that you could like Rubio's having a very down year right yeah, now. Yeah, but it, take yeah. it easy. You know how he feels about No, no, Rubio. but the call is spade to spade. Rubio's having a very bad he year is, right he's now. He's having a bad, yeah. He uh, is. They don't have anybody that can really get a bucket other than uh, Mitchell. Well, no, yeah. And, and, uh, Joe Ingles? Yeah, unfortunately, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. <laughs> and, and one more thing. They started slow last year. I think they started 9 and 11 last year. Yeah. And they hit a stride and, 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 and they went on. So, you know, sit tight on the Jazz. They didn't start hot last year either. No Gobert last year with, with that start. Gobert's playing. That's why I'm so yeah. concerned. Because like last year, I remember at one point, they were like 11 and 19, I think. And yeah. then they, they won that they long-ass like, win streak yeah. going into the All-Star break. Yep. And then that's when the buzz started about uh, Rookie of the Year chance and shit. And, mm. you know, maybe an All-Star snub kind of thing, though the West has so many guards. But, yeah, man, I think you're right. They did start off last year slow, but. They also had Gobert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just sit tight on the Jazz. I think that as the year goes on, as it gets a little bit tougher, uh, they're a grit and grind team. And yeah. I, I think as the season goes on, that sort of plays to their advantage, yeah. right? As you get to sort of the second half of the season, everyone's a little bit more tired, and they're a team that plays really good defense. And I, I, I have some faith. And who knows? Maybe they'll make another move, right? But I really love the Kyle Korver addition just because they have no three-point shooters mm-hmm. other than other – than, um, What's his name? Jesus. Corbin. Or Ingles. Uh, um, Ingles. Yeah, the, yeah. the Aussie. It's crazy. That's one of my favorite players, yeah. and I just he just dropped out of my head. But yeah, so s- sit tight on the Jazz. Before we get into uh, our top 15 list, you know, mention the names. Marco, Where? Uh, what's your nationality? Because I mentioned Ricky Rubio. Maybe people might have not caught on. Uh, I'm from Spain, and every Spanish player in the NBA is the best player. So... <laughs> 
Gasol is an amazing center. Rubio, you got Calderon out there. Uh, Rudy Fernandez was the shit Ooh, you gotta back be, in the day. You got to be gentle with the Spanish <laughs> players. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you no can't criticism the, allowed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, look, what we're going to do now is we're just going to, you know, uh, we'll go around maybe like a roundtable discussion. Imp, you give us a name. We'll say if he's on our list of top 15 and then, you know, we'll shoot the shit. Yeah. See what happens. Right. So, if you want to start us off, who's a guy that's a top 15 player? So far through, let's just say, the first quarter of the season. So we don't have to start with one. No, nah, it's not. Yeah. So, so, guys, yeah, just make it clear. This isn't the order, yeah, you know? Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's talk about my favorite player in the NBA. Can I guess? Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, worth that payday. Uh, it's funny. When you look at, like, I'm a big stats guy in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. And because the NBA has sort of gravitated towards stats and advanced stats, right? Yeah. I was on the league leaders in assists. Mm-hmm. Point guard, point guard, point guard, point guard, Jokic. center. Yeah. Point guard, point guard, point guard. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There's look, he's not necessarily scoring that well right now. That will come, but the dude is a triple double machine. Uh, and the fact that they play now, they call what you call Jokic ball, right? They play mm-hmm. everything through him. It's kind of impressive. Yeah. Uh, it's a first place Denver uh, team. Uh, I think at the start of the season, or you know, we're sort of in the first quarter. They're the only team, or one of the few teams, to be in the top five in defense and top five in offense. Yeah. Uh, and so when you get that kind of production. Um, you know, it's impressive. And one other thing to sort of touch on about the Denver Nuggets, uh, historically they've been a very, very good home team. Yeah. It's tough to play in Denver. It's, yeah, the altitude. But yeah. they've struggled on the road. And this year they're playing very, very well on the road. So, you know, kudos to Mike Malone and those guys. But uh, Nicole Jokic is is my favorite player in the league. We, we all know that. Um, but just a passing big man, it's so fun to watch. Uh, and he's definitely sort of in the – uh, MVP discussion, mm-hmm. and if I had to sort of pick a, you know, a top five All NBA team, right? He's, you know, I don't know if he's on that first team, but without a doubt, I think he's on that All NBA second team right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I'm just a big Nikola Jokic guy, um, and and yeah, let's. I just wanted to talk about him a little bit. <laughs> big fan of his game. He, I mean, he's on my list too. He's on my list as well. Yeah, yeah, he's, and yeah. and like, look, the guy is. It's crazy how he's he's the new hybrid. He's the new kind of big. It's yeah. funny, like they everyone talks about a positionless NBA, right? Talk about a fucking point center. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I, I think the craziest thing is that he's actually improved his uh, his stats as far as like defense defensive efficiency yeah. has gone up. And like yo, the Nuggets even last year, the Nuggets would play those wild like hundred and forty to one thirty five mm-hmm. games in like the regular season and shit. And look, this is a team that's. I kind of feel like they play with a chip on their shoulder because back-to-back years, last day of the regular season, they have a chance at the playoffs, and they don't get it. So, Jokic, I don't think you you, you can disagree with that. I saw another stat where it's in the last 20 years, centers have had – there's been only three times that a center has had 15 assists. He's been all three. Wow. And he he had a 15-assist game the other night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's the most unique player in the NBA. I think think he has the potential to be a future MVP. Like in in a couple of years, maybe yeah. three four years, it's gonna be hard to win an MVP if he doesn't start scoring more. Like yep. he's mm-hmm. got he's got to put up like eighteen to twenty, I think. Yeah. But everything else he does, like he could he could average a triple double for a season. I think fairly easily, yeah. honestly. The yeah. the assists they don't really rely on Murray or Harris to create offense, like you said. They run everything through him, which allows them to cut where they do that really well cut off the ball spot up shoot mm-hmm. and um yeah you touched on the defense too which i think that's the most incredible part of the nuggets like their bigs are him they got uh plumley backing him up they got lyles and Millsap. Millsap. like Millsap's a good defender but the rest of them don't yeah. exactly have the best reputation mm-hmm. that's that's a huge i think that's the biggest reason they're number one right yeah. now in the west um yeah but I think he's incredible. You said second team. I got him on my third team. That's fair. Only he, because uh, you got to have him beat in Davis ahead of him. You know, got it. Center because the, the yeah, the, it, it's the, the old school NBA where it's like it's two guards, two, yeah. two forwards, and, and, a and, and a I tried to like finagle him onto the onto the second team, but it's kind of hard. Yeah, he's seven he's foot. Yeah. He's seven foot. He's not a power forward, my friend. Yeah, I know. he's a center. Uh, I, I definitely feel that. So g- give us a name. Give you guys a name. Okay, I want to call out. One of the least respected players in the NBA, my boy Mike Connolly. The best player to never make an all-star game. Yeah. Yo, so I I just want to say one thing. So I kind of cheated on this. I actually have 16 names down because I have 
I have him and your boy Gasol because I feel like you had to put tied them up. Okay. You had to put someone from yeah. from Memphis. So tell yeah. us why you got Conley on here. So yeah, so um, I got I got I put Conley instead of Gasol. I didn't put Gasol because um, I feel like Gasol has gotten that due respect in the past. And yeah, I, just yeah. Wanted, I wanted to call out Conley. Um, I think he is the like the epitome of the a steady point guard that you could just throw out there, mm-hmm. and your coach knows that he's gonna control the game for the 35 minutes that he's out there. Yep. He literally improves every single year. I think he's averaging like 21 points a game this year. It's yep. a career high. Yep. He's got like six assists, I think. he He's shooting close to 50% from two and 40% from three. He's a little lower from three, I think, like in the high 30s. But um, it's still, it's like all massively impressive. And no one expected the Grizzlies to be where they are either, right? Like a lot yep. of people... They saw the Grizzlies going down. They assumed him or Gasol would be injured. Mm-hmm. They get the lottery again. I think what they're doing is incredible. And I think he's the biggest reason why. I think he's become more important for that team than Gasol. And you remember when he signed that contract and everyone was like, yo, this is the worst contract ever. He was the highest paid player of all time at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and that's why he got heat, though. He did get heat for that. But yeah. it's not his the way, way he he's playing yeah, this yeah. season. He's validating it. Yeah. If he doesn't get hurt, like he can live up to that contract. And that's, I think that's like, the biggest surprise of all because everyone was shitting on that so hard when it first came out. Yo, don't forget, dude. He was on those Memphis teams that would take the Spurs to like seven. And yeah. remember the one year early, the early Golden State. Six. Yeah, they Didn't he the miss the first couple of games? Oh, no, he like broke his he nose broke his, and yep. then yeah. he came back With the, the mask. next game. Yeah, yeah, And they brought him to six. Yeah, he kills it. I think that... Is he, is he on your list? Yes, he's 15. Nice. You got to get him on. I love it. It's a, it. And look, this Grizzlies team was playing a little bit better earlier on, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, mm-hmm. They, I don't want to say they leveled. They yeah. hit a skid, but they've kind of come back to earth. Yeah. Uh, and but absolutely, it's a credit to Mike Conley and Pau Gasol, uh, Pau Gasol and Marcus Gasol. But mm-hmm. um, I think that if you were to tell me that uh, Gasol and Conley would play seventy something games this season, um, I'd say that the Grizzlies had a good chance of making the playoffs. The problem was them not staying yeah. healthy, right? Yeah. And so I, I think that you know, as long as they keep this up, they'll be a playoff team, which is kind of crazy to say. Yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. looks great. Phenomenal. Him, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, though. Wasn't this a team that I feel like we debated a lot when we yeah, did the win totals we, because the big argument was, well, the biggest case for them and against them was Conley Gasol. Can you get mm-hmm. 100 and, what, 145 games from them combined? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's about like 65 games. Like that's what you would need for them to be a potential top six seed. Yeah, yeah. And like... Fingers crossed. So far, they're they're healthy. Like, hopefully, they can maintain that going forward. Um, but I think if they do, they could sneak into one of those bottom three playoff seeds. Yeah. 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 So, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off Conley. You know, he went a little off the rails. And I did mention that I have a name <laughs> that's a little off the rails. And, you know, I, I, I really rewarded players that are playing on teams that are top three seeds. That's right? Fair. The old school, the MVP approach. You know what I'm saying? Which, by the way... Except for... Uh, except the one year that we made a crazy investment on James Harden, which sh- should have been MVP. <laughs> yes, I'm never letting that go. Uh, yo, I'm going with Tobias Harris. Nice. 20, 21 and 9 on the year, right? You want to talk about a bargain of a contract. Yes. That guy is getting paid nothing compared to what they gave up. They gave up the, the Blake yeah. Blake's contract. Mm-hmm. And you get a guy with Tobias Harris who he's not flashy like Blake. He's yeah. never going to, you know, he, he lives in L.A. now. He's not a guy that is going to have like crazy paparazzi. Like he's not a superstar, but if you factor in the the contract and how productive he's been, I think it's like a toss up between him and like Gallinari. Yeah. As far as who like the best player is on this team, but mm-hmm. I'm just impressed with uh, Tobias Harris this year, and I think he's been playing at a high level. What and are I, they, the three seed yeah, at the uh, time yeah. of recording? Yeah, and and I think the crazy thing about Tobias Harris right now is the fact that he's 26 years old. A yeah. lot of these guys in the mm-hmm. NBA, right? They get drafted so early, and you know they kind of start off slow. Or, did or they're in a bad situation, bad situation bro. Yeah. He's with the Magic and shit. Yeah. Then he goes to the Pistons, and it's like, can he even coexist with Drummond? Like, I didn't feel like that style meshed together yeah. that well. And mm-hmm. then now it's, I'm not saying that it's his team, but it seems like they're they're playing a lot better around him. Yeah. And so I, I, I love it. Tobias Harris for sure. Did he make your list? Any of your list though? He's 14 on my list. Oh, okay. So he uh, made your he list. Made, yes. He did not make. He my did list. not make uh, your but list. But it's it's like what Nick said. You kind of have to give credit to to the best player on yeah. one of the best teams in the NBA yeah. right now. So yeah, I like Tobias Harris. 
Give us uh, a, another name that you got over there. Hmm. All right. Paul George. Ooh. Nice. He's Damn, sick. he didn't make my list. Really? Oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm drunk. No, I mean, I mean, he went for 47 last night. I think it was it last night or two nights ago against the Nets? Yeah. Like and yo, first time that you hit a game-winning shot, too. He was like 0 for oh, 15, really? I think. He, he in, used to oh, get so much shit in, cool. in Indiana. Did you remember? Yeah, in the playoffs, I remember, right? It yeah. was the game against uh, the Cavs mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and he he took the shot. And No, no, no. It was like C.J. Miles took the shot, but Paul George passed it up, and they ended up losing by one possession. They, they lost yeah, by a bucket. Lost. And everyone was like, yo, uh, Paul George, how do you not take the shot? And he came out, and he's like, yo, you know, I should have taken the shot, this and that. And then the stat was going around that he was like 0-12 in buzzer beater attempts in his career. So that's he why he hit the one. ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nah, but so uh, OKC Thunder, I, I mentioned it when you opened the show, though. OKC Thunder are sitting in second place in the Western Conference. And that's, you know, keeping in mind that Russ with the knee injury right starting the season. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't even start off that hot. So, dude, he leads the Thunder in scoring. And he also has career highs in rebounding and steals. Uh, and I just mentioned he put 47 up on the Nets last night of 25 in the fourth quarter. Uh, he outscored the Nets in the fourth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a really, really good defensive Oklahoma City team led by Paul George right now. And he's getting buckets. Uh, he is sort of really... I don't want to call last year a wash, but, you know, they underachieved. Would you? Would you? Would you agree? I mean, I remember against the Jazz, they were like a minus 200 favorite to get out of that series, yeah, and they, and they lost. Yeah, yeah, they got dominated yeah. there. They didn't, you know, they didn't play well last year. I, I it just, it, you know, I think they needed some time, and he sort of... It re- was all Melo's fault. <laughs> You're barking <laughs> up the thing. right tree. You're barking <laughs> up the right tree. Uh, no, just, so just like, the fact that Paul George sort of kept this team afloat, I would say farther than afloat at this point without Russ, uh, and, and, and they look really good right now, a really good defensive team, they're scoring points. I'm a huge Paul George guy, and he's showing, you know, and and I love the fact that he stayed, you know, like he, you know, this was one of those situations where the Thunder took a risk, right, and it paid mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. and so now you see that, you know, now you see like a team like the Raptors trying to do the same thing for Kawhi. Yeah, not sure if that's gonna happen, but nonetheless, um, big Paul George guy, and and he's absolutely earning, you know, I'd say, you know, second team All NBA honors at this moment, you know, I think he'd say, I think he's in that next tier of wings right now mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah i agree with everything you said the only thing i would add is i think the most impressive thing he's done is the games westbrook's missed yeah the thunder are like undefeated or one loss and like that's all paul george just yep. leading them he's because they don't really have another creator other than them two yeah yeah so it's like previously after durant left before george got there the thunder plummeted when westbrook went to the bench so like just being able to stay afloat without westbrook is like super super good for later on in the season for the playoffs and it just gives him that second star that can dominate when Westbrook needs a break yeah give us another name that you got over there Marco alright let me cause let I know me. you agreed with Paul George let me look through my list while you wait though you know what I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a all name right, all right, you go cause I, I don't have Paul George so I gotta come up with a replacement okay <sighs> alright let's get right into it right now I'm going with Luca. ooh Luka. top 15 <clears throat> If we would have done this show about <laughs> 10 days ago, he wouldn't be on my list. <laughs> but, like, what he did to the Rockets, what he's done, like, the last, like, week and since then, I got I got to put him in. You know, he's he's making the transition of – well, he, I mean, he's made an effortless transition into yes. the NBA, right? I, and, I, and, I, and sorry to cut you off, but I feel like we should have known this already. He – I don't want to say he dominated, but he dominated in the second best professional basketball league in the world. I mean, he did. He, he won did. MVP. He won MVP, <laughs> and then he won Euro, and then he won the finals. Euro MVP Euro, finals. The final. MVP hit the game-winning shot. Like he dominated in the second best league in the world, and people try to say like, "Oh, who cares?" That's better than the NCAA. Yeah. And this kid dominated yeah. overseas against grown men. Yeah. Yeah. He's playing at a professional level. Yes. You know, and so. You and know. he and he also dominated in Eurobasket in the summer against NBA players, like with NBA players, like yeah. he Porzingis, like um when he was with he, he's Slovenia, right? So he's with Goran Dragic. And yes. like Goran Dragic said he's one of the best. Young yeah, yeah, yeah. He seen. put him over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just you know shout out to the uh, you know uh, <laughs> the Hawks and the Kings and the Suns, dude. The Suns, yeah. the Hawks, and the Kings. All right, of, like how do you all not three of them? How do you not? Establish your backcourt for the next decade plus by having Booker and and Luca back oh, there, man. That would have they would have. And now so and like yo, Dallas gets the best player in the in the draft yeah. right mm-hmm. so far. 
He's the favorite to win rookie of the year. And they collected an asset too from Atlanta. So it's like, yeah. How do you, you know? So I, I think Dirk is out. You know, it's his retirement tour right now. Shout out to Dirk, yo. 20, what a, Twenty plus years with the same team. You don't what, see that. Yeah. And 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 what an interesting situation for Luca to go into because, you know, Dirk didn't necessarily play that well his rookie year, but nonetheless he was a Euro guy going into the NBA. And yeah. now talk about having a Euro guy to sort of I don't mm-hmm. want to say you know buddy buddy sort of you know be that be that guy to talk to. Yeah. You have a guy like Dirk who 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 made that jump too. Yeah. So it, it's a really like a, a really perfect situation. Yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen points per game, six and a half rebounds, four assists a game. That's yeah. crazy. And he's you know, right now they're the eighth seed at the time that we're recording. That's that's yep. very impressive too. With Dallas is another unexpected team that's like still in contention. And I, I think the coolest thing about Luca is that I don't know if you guys have ever seen him do it, but he's got that signature step back yes. that he does. <laughs> he did it the other night. I, I love it, man. That it's like so quick. It's very like James Harden esque. Like he'll just take two quick steps back and just dagger a three right in your face. And mm-hmm. You know, every star needs a signature move like that, and he's got one already at 19. And, and yo, you know what? You know what else he reminds me of? He reminds me of Tim Duncan. And here, I'll give you why. He's like, he's not built on explosiveness. So like crafty. Tim, yeah, right. So like Tim Duncan played the same way he did his entire career, from his rookie year to like yeah. his last like good year with the Spurs, right? Whereas like he wasn't built on explosiveness, right? You see a lot of these guys where, you know. Russell Westbrook in like two, three years, he's not going to be the same kind of player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amari Stoudemire, yep. these guys that are built on explosiveness, sure, the first five, six years, it's dope because you're a freak and no one can keep up with you. But when you're slow and you're methodical and you're crafty, like you said, I think that's the perfect word. Mm-hmm. Crafty. You could play for a long, long time in this league. So I think Luka is definitely one of my top 15 players. In and league. I loved the, the full court heave pass the other night. I don't know if you guys saw that. But yeah. he literally played quarterback. Yeah. He grabbed yeah. the board and he chucked the ball down the court and it was a perfect throw. Yep. And there's just all that passing. What about when he dunked it on someone and he was like, yo, they said I can't jump. <laughs> that was fire too. Yeah, like you said, he's crafty. Oh, he may he's not be so the fastest good. guy. Yeah. He may not be the quickest guy. He may not jump the highest. But he got the signature move that, yeah. that Marco pointed out. Give us a name that you got on your list. All right. I got I to gotta shout out one of my guys that I know you like too. Um my guy Nikola Vucevic, bro. Ooh, yo, I, was, I thought long and hard about uh, him. He's uh, he he was the last dude to make my list, and and I don't. He's not gonna be there at the end of the year, but mm-hmm. his start is incredible. I had to put him on there over like some other guys that I thought were good, mm-hmm. but um, I just wanna. He's shooting a career high, fifty eight percent from two. He's shooting forty one percent from three. Okay. He's shooting eighty three percent from the. Li- All these are career highs. Eighty three percent from the line. He's averaging four assists a game. Another career high. Eleven and a half rebounds. Another career high. And twenty one points. Another career high. Like career highs literally across the board. Yeah. Um. The Magic aren't very good, but he's killing it. Um. And the. I think they're going to get rid of him too, honestly, because yeah. the Magic are going younger. So he's... He could be a very, like, very interesting could, piece. Yeah, he could be an extremely interesting piece. And a lot of people talk about um, Brooke Lopez's ability to like completely transform his game and yep. go from inside to outside, and they never mention Vucevic. And he's done it better than Lopez, I think, because he still dominates inside, rebounding, and he's stepping out and shooting 41% from three. Yeah. Like, I, he's a... Even if he isn't a starter for like a championship level team, he could be someone that a championship level team trades for yep. and gives them like twenty five solid minutes off the bench, yeah. and that's that. That would be great. How Dude, many? How the reason are, why yeah. they're not talking about him is because look at uh, Tobias yeah. Harris, Oladipo, um, who's another guy, another big name that the Magic lost recently. Oh, why am I blanking right now? Not Alfred Payton. I mean, but Alfred Payton Alfred was, Payton. was yeah, a Magic, yeah. but but like these these guys are just in bad situations. Yeah. And yeah. then, before you know it, they get lost in, like, Orlando. Like, Orlando hasn't been good since Dwight left. Yes, They're fair. always picking in the lottery. They have no plan. Just, they just, like... And they never yeah. draft. Yeah. Like yeah, they they, just they like, don't even draft that well, either. They just, like, take someone. Like, there's no cohesive plan to their team yeah. at all. I yeah. love that pick, man. What you got? Give us another name on your list. Uh, all right. I know we we, we could, I think we could you know we're we're giving out a lot of like crazy ones we can yeah, start going a little go chalky. I feel like I feel like we got like the yeah, back end of our yeah, 15. We, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all right, Anthony Davis. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, that's um. So I wrote I wrote here in my notes. He will literally drag this Pelicans team to the playoffs. He's gonna drag them there. Look, Drew Holiday is probably one of my favorite players in the NBA. Really, really, really good two way player. Um, Mirosic is solid. Right and and uh, Julius Randle has been giving them some some offense, right? Mm-hmm. 
but there's not much there. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, I'm really big on Anthony Davis. I have this written here too. He's currently averaging more points than LeBron James and Embiid, more rebounds and blocks than Gobert and Clint Capella, more steals than Kawhi and Giannis, and more assists than Jamal Murray, Oladipo, and Goran Dragic. So, uh, you know, I'd hate to use the word one-man show because that's not necessarily the case, but I'm a huge AD guy, and he's playing really well. Uh, and, you know, I'd hate to see him go to the L.A., but there's rumblings that he may go to L.A. Well, he, he, he also signed, signed a clutch. clutch. Yeah, so that's why all the rumors are circulating. Mm-hmm. But uh, AD, stat sheet stuffer, really coming into his own as of late. Um, yeah. uh, towards the end of last year. You well, know, when, all of when, last when year. Cousins, like, yeah. When Cousins, Cousins went down, went down he, went crazy. he was like 33 and 17. Yep. It felt like, at least. Yeah. you know. Yep. And yo, you didn't even mention my boy E. Twizzy. Yeah, E. Twan, Twan, Twan Moore. He's man. just solid. You know, yo, like he's, he's like... He's, he's a like, guy that could. He's a glue guy. I'm trying yeah, to think of, I'm trying to. Yeah, just like he'll he'll be in the NBA for 15 years. Yeah, and like look up and be like, what the what? fuck? He, like, yo, he's just been here. Yeah, yeah. Etan Moore, solid yeah. 25 to 30 minutes a night. Look, Anthony Davis, we can't say enough about the guy. Yep. Like everything that Impy harped on, and you know, he literally that was a really good Blazers team in the playoffs last year. Smoked them, and at, there were they had no answer for him. Yeah, right. And I also think they missed Rondo too because Rondo Veteran. was yep. him and him and. And uh, Drew in the backcourt, mm. especially defensively, mm-hmm. nightmare. Like, yeah. yo, they, they took the soul out of that the yeah. Blazer backcourt. Yeah. So I, I love Anthony Davis. He's on my list also. Yeah. They just have to play better on the road. The Pelicans in general. I'm taking a peek. 3-10 and 10 on the road, 10-3 and 3 at home. Talk about yeah. terrible splits. Uh, and, 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 you know, that's a credit to the Western conference because they're 13 and 13, they're at 500 and they're sort of at the bottom of the West. What, what, uh, they're 13, 12, they're thir- uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 11. Yeah. Okay. But, but yo, it's weird crazy. though. Like if you just look at the, the Western conference they separated go, they by go on like games. a six game winning streak and be in second. Yeah. <laughs> like for, first place has 17 wins, the nuggets. And then. You go all the way down to Utah, five wins back. Yeah, they're exactly the fifteen seed. Yeah. No. So it's not well thirteen seed. 13, sorry, yeah. thirteen. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the Rockets right behind them with eleven wins. So yeah, man, it's just like it's so tight there in the West. And staying with the West, I'm gonna bang out a name real quick. I mean Steph Curry. Yeah. Oh, I have a lot on him. You know, and I know he missed some time too. But twelve like, games. He missed twelve yeah. games, and I understand that's about half the time of this list that we're going based off of, but you know, they went on that losing streak without him. Yeah. And I think that kind of justified him being the most valuable player for that team. For anyone who didn't know whose team yeah. the Warriors were. <laughs> yeah. What about he's, he's, he's about to join the, it's the 50, 40, 90 club. It's like 50% from the field. Sorry. It's 50, 50. He's about to be the first guy to do 50%, 50 from the field, yeah. 50% from three. And ninety percent for the free yeah. throw line. If, if he does that, it would be. I don't. I don't think he's gonna do it. But like, so it would be crazy. incredible. So here's yeah. the thing: the only player to ever get past that mark while playing, and this is only thirty games. Keep in mind, thirty games into the wait, season. someone's done this. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. But no he shit. Shot like two threes a game or one. Three wait for this. The only player to ever eclipse that mark while playing more than thirty games is Steve Kerr. Right. The difference. Is Steve Kerr averaged eight points a game. Yeah. Steph Curry averages like 30. almost thirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the fact that he's oh he's actually shooting a better percentage from three than Russell Westbrook is from two. Yeah, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook can't shoot from three. Like, yeah, he, no, dude, he, he was like, like 19 percent or something. I think he went like one of 12 the other night. He was like sh- no, yeah. sitting in the gym for like hours after they, it, the, the reporters couldn't even interview anybody. They couldn't even interview him because he was like putting threes up at the end. You see, that's what I think the big difference is between like a guy like him and Giannis. Giannis knows threes are in his game. He's mm-hmm. not shooting nine threes a game. He yeah. doesn't need to. Yeah. Two yeah. to three. It's yeah. fine. I got I got some stuff on Giannis when we got to him. But but uh Curry man and it, it goes against everything like was it last year he missed time also during the regular season? He lost, he missed like 30 games. I think it was he missed the towards before. the end of the season, right? Yeah, I, I, he I had feel like some, he always misses some time. But I I, I yeah. want to say it was last year he missed some time and you know I didn't vote him like for my all NBA teams because he missed 30 games. Like 30 games, that's a lot yeah, of games. But in the time. 50 games he played, he was clearly one of the best 15 players in the league. Yeah. And like, I'm just going off. It goes against everything I'm saying. Like, everyone's played around 24 to 25 games mm-hmm. for the most part, and he's missed about half of them. But I think what helps his case the most as being one of the best 15 players in the league so far is they went on that losing streak without him, which is crazy. They, they lost about four games in a row. And for yeah. Golden State, that's, like they, that that's never a happened with Curry. Yeah. yeah. It's the depth. That's the Golden State depth problem. <laughs> they bring in Durant, right? 
Yeah. You give you know, these guys getting tons of money and they're not as deep as they once were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I personally, Steph is my MVP. Really? Yes. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe not at this second Yo, right I, now. But Steph is my MVP. Yeah, he, yeah. I see what I, you're saying. He I is the MVP. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man, I think. I think you're crazy. That's fine, and I, I know think, who I'm. You know, I'm, I'm pretty. You're, sure. you're with him. You think? I, that, no, I don't think that's cr- so. Like he didn't make he didn't make my list only because of the the injury, the amount of time, yeah, the yeah. Games. yeah. But uh, like everything you guys say, I let, agree with. Let me ask you a question: If he continues to put these numbers up, that's what I was gonna like. If he's if he stays healthy the rest of the season, yeah. and he plays like he played the first ten games before he got hurt, yep. I like I think it's very possible that he wins MVP. And I don't think this is one of those situations where it's like, is this sustainable? I think it absolutely is sustainable. It's Steph Curry. Um, <laughs> no, for sure. Give, give us another name you got on your list, Marco. Um, you want to talk? You your, guys, you want to just you want to talk your boy? My boy. I was I was gonna I was gonna jump into Giannis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go into Giannis. Yeah. Okay. Um, you were, so I just want to lead off by saying that um, you you were mentioning that Giannis knows that he's not a three point shooter, right? Giannis is on pace for four hundred and seventy five dunks, I believe, <laughs> which is a hundred more than the previous record. He is literally the dunking, like the restricted area equivalent of Steph Curry from three. Like Steph, yep. and and the only shot more valuable than a three is a dunk, and uh. he is the best at it ever right now. And I think that's he's my MVP right now. Mm. And I know when I did DB, I said that he wasn't my MVP, but like I don't I don't know if. Anyone else, with all due respect to that's, Steph, that's I don't fair. know if anyone else could be in that conversation. He's averaging like 14 rebounds, I think, 28 points, 27 points. Um, he's got assists. I think he leads the Bucks again in all five categories, yep. right? Um, he's done that back-to-back years. The Bucks are the two seed. Yep. At the moment, two yeah. Seed at the moment, but yeah. the Raptors, dude, it's just like, it's one of the freakiest seasons I've ever seen. Like, it's crazy. So you mentioned something a f- couple minutes ago, and I was really excited that you did. Uh, you, you mentioned the evolution of Brooke Lopez. Yes. I don't want to say that the reason Giannis is having a great season is because of Brooke Lopez. Yeah, it certainly helps. No, it, right? it, it helps, yeah. yeah. But like, the fact that now that Giannis has a big man that doesn't have to sit in the paint all day. Mm-hmm. Clears out space. Yeah, wow, that's a good point. And so... And... and uh, Bud is also very instrumental in mm-hmm. playing with five out and letting Giannis just like if you watch the games, it's literally four dudes around the line and Giannis, and Giannis. in the paint, and it's just like if you help, it's an open three. If you don't, it's a dunk. It and, it, and if the guy gets momentum, like on a fast break, yeah. it's it's two steps from like the circle to dunking. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He's, and he's the king of the flat foot of of just like being right under the rim and just jumping up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so just really quickly, like you know, Eric Bledsoe, solid, good. really good year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chris Middleton, mm. it's never gonna get the love that he deserves, but uh, he could be an all star. I, I, I always, think the Bucks get two all stars this year. And I think Chris Middleton's going to be that second All Star. Um, and look, I, I think that's more because the East is pretty like lacking some star power. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. Like, he, he deserves would, it. He deserves it. He wouldn't make it in the West, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, in the East, I think he's definitely like in that conversation yep. for one of the spots. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I was high on the Bucks coming into the year because of Budenholzer. Like we mentioned it on the on the on, yeah, the, yeah. on the preview show. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, they didn't really do that much to the roster, right? Mm-hmm. Brook Lopez is probably like. The, big, the biggest deal that they, and there's like they barely gave yeah. him any money. Yeah, it's like I think like four million dollars, and they're getting ton of production out of that guy. Mm-hmm. So kudos to the front office as well. Um, but yeah, dude, Giannis, absolutely. Yeah, that's I, look, he's the MVP right now, right? Yeah, one hundred. I'm just like I'm just kind of forecasting that I think Steph will eventually be the MVP. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So like, no love for Kawhi for MVP. Like, so the he's, pro- so he's the, in my top five for MVP. The, yeah, you want to go to Kawhi? Yeah, I mean, okay, I, I'm, I'm saying Kawhi. Kawhi for me. Like Kawhi, you know, twenty six, eight and three. But I mean, the, assist so, isn't really his like mo. But this is the problem. The Raptors won. They were first in the East. And how many games did they win? Fifty nine games last year. Almost sixty games. I think so. So the problem is like. How? It's not like a LeBron where the Lakers were ass last year and LeBron shows up. And, and then you're going to look at the win total and be like, yo, they won 20 more games. Now yeah. LeBron is They there. were a really, really good team last yeah. year. And, you know, that, that's not taking anything away from Kawhi. Kawhi's phenomenal. You want to talk about depth. They got depth, too. Dude, I'm like, Siakam with- is a revelation this year. Like, this dude is... Siakam's amazing. OG is awesome. Oh, but yeah. look, really quickly, the Raptors are getting a ton of production out of Serge Ibaka now. Yeah. 
ton of production out of Serge now. Um, they kind of go with the Raptors at some times at some points play with t- two power forwards. They go with like Siakam and they'll go with like uh, uh, Ibaka at times, which is kind of an interesting lineup. Uh, but you know, I'm a big fan of length. Yeah, uh, and that's what the Raptors got. Yo, I, yeah. I think you know what. Now that I think about it, you guys are right. I think what Kawhi does for this team is I think it gives them realistic hope that they can legit contend with like a team with the Warriors because you have a chance to have a guy that could be the best player on the court mm-hmm. on a given night. It's yeah. a that's a play, it's a playoff move, and, and that might not make any sense, but what no, I mean, it does. That, it's, it's, sense. it's, it's yeah, like yeah. DeRozan's phenomenal. He's a great player, right? Yeah. But like, look what he's doing on in San Antonio. That team is struggling. Granted, they just lost not, three straight games by thirty or more. It's and the first granted, time it ever happened. it's not the best roster, right? Yeah, but I'm no, just yeah. saying they that I'm issues, almost yeah. positive that if you were to put Kawhi on the on on the Spurs, it would be a different story. Oh yeah. Um, but Kawhi is a playoff move, right? It's yep. like you you this you put DeRozan on the Raptors, and they they could potentially re, you know replicate what they did last year, yeah, right? Yeah. It's safe to say. Yeah. But I think Kawhi puts them over the top in the playoffs. Yeah. It's, a, it's a different, a different beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a very good point. I think like it's become more and more clear the last couple of years that the playoffs are just like a different season. It's like almost a different sport. Kind yes. Of, yeah. You know? It's like because you give like these really smart coaches and coaching staffs like basically three weeks yeah. time to scout one team and they yeah. make you they dissect every little player's weakness and if you can't do something that you will die like you have to go to the yeah, bench yeah, and you yeah. can't do it and, and and that's another thing like your benches yeah. your rotation is cut down to you really go like yo what the rockets were doing last year they were going seven deep yeah and yeah. and, and d'antoni was running them to the ground he's like yo look this is my best my best just, chance to yeah. win like if you if you put in that eighth guy like it might like throw you, off everything you know yeah. like he can't he can't hit threes so they're gonna double team harden and then like you know like mm-hmm. some something like that and you can't you can't do that in the playoffs and so i think that's why it's so important even that upgrade from like DeRozan, who's a very good top twenty player, to Kawhi, who's like an excellent top seven yep. player, yeah, like that's that difference is the most important difference in the NBA, yeah. And like Kawhi gives them that chance to to make the next jump. You and know? and also last thing about, about like Kawhi and the Raptors, I also think that mentally they look and they don't see number twenty three on the Cavs. True, and I think true. Like yo, they're they were always a really good ass team, right? Yeah. And then it's just like they just ran into LeBron yeah. every single year, and it was one of those things where, especially last year, remember they lost Game One the way they did? Yes, it was like at the buzzer kind of thing. And they I was lost like, a yeah. couple of those games close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they mm-hmm. lost in Toronto Game One. They were up, they blew a lead, and then it was a wrap. Yeah. It's like damn, we couldn't win that game at least to get like some confidence. Yeah, it was over. So was now over. I think that's what it does for them. It opens up the door. Very true. Uh, Kawhi Leonard for me though, I'm gonna have to give him my MVP vote so far. Yeah. You know, best that's player me. on the best team. Yeah. You know. I'm a little old school. Yeah. Um, if give us a name, Blake Griffin. Okay. I like it. Uh, did you know that Blake Griffin now takes more pull-up threes than LeBron, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and CJ? Wow, such a problem for me though, man. <laughs> like wild, that doesn't like, excite wait, me. Do wait, it, though. while yeah, shooting yeah. a crisp forty-one yeah. percent from exactly. three. I know, I know. It's just, it's just weird. Yes, it's, it's weird very weird. Yeah. But look, he's sort of you know evolving with the league. Yeah. Um, and so credit to Dwayne Casey out there, right in Detroit. That's getting right. a lot out of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I saw they beat the they beat the Raptors yes. a couple weeks ago, and it was like a big game for him. And the, and the one thing that I don't think Blake Griffin gets enough credit for is his passing. Mm. If you watch a Pistons game or you watch an old Clippers game, yeah. he's a very, very, very good passer. Yeah, uh, you can't fault him for that. Not at yeah. all. He's a really, really good passer. Look, his knock is as has obviously always been staying healthy. Right, that's the thing. Um, but Blake Griffin's having a great season. Um, he's definitely going to be an all-star. Um, just kind of settling into his own um, in Detroit. And look, now, look, you're right. Tobias Harris is balling, and the Clippers are a third seed, in the three seed, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there's no denying that. But I think that, you know, Blake Griffin has some staying power there in Detroit. Um, oh, yeah, look, here, here's totally the thing. Agree. Here's the thing with Blake yeah. Griffin. When he's healthy. Yep, phenomenal. You love it. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you need to always because it's been his mo. I think he's played eighty games once in his career. Yeah, that's right. He missed his rookie season. Yeah, he missed yeah. his rookie season because of knee surgery. So it was just like one of those things where you. It's nice when he's available, but mm-hmm. you just have to. It's unfortunate, you know. Knock on wood, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. And our buddy Josh is a big Pistons fan. Yeah. He's loving that they're the currently the four seed right now. Mm-hmm. But 
you kind of have to have in the back of your mind that this guy's going to get hurt because it's yeah. always been the case. Yeah. yeah. So, Marco, you got a name over there that we haven't mentioned that yeah, you got on your list? Because I, I got Blake also, so cool. I don't want to cool. steal any of your yeah, thunder. I didn't have Blake, but I that was one of my like last cuts. I think he's having a great year, and like I totally agree with everything you guys said. But um, I'm going to go to another underappreciated, but I think best guard in the league so far. Kemba Walker. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Boy. All, all NBA first team guard for me, baby. Same, same. Yeah. All NBA first team guard. You know, his team is bad, dude. Like Yo. they're not they're not good. They're not yep. good. Their bigs are like Zeller and Marvin Williams and Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> Dwayne like, Bacon. Dwayne Bacon, like as in the wing and like they're I don't know. They don't have like like Kid Kid Gilchrist is having a better season than he's ever had, but if that's the best you can say about the Hornets. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But he's, and he's improved every year. He came into the league. He couldn't shoot for shit. You're right. Like he couldn't, like people were saying he's going to be out of the league in like a couple of years. Um, people now, thought that he got overdrafted because he went on that run with yeah, UConn and it was like, exactly. yo, the was NCAA like, oh, tournament effect. Reacted, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now I think he's the third best pull up three point shooter in the NBA behind Curry and uh, Lillard. And then it's Kemba. Like, like, if you need a three, you want Kemba. And that's crazy. Like, that's one of those crazy transformations. I think that just goes to say, like, his work ethic. Dude's 5'10. Yeah. yeah. Putting up. What? Yeah, he's small, bro. Short. He's always been a, a, an undersized guy. Knew he was small. Didn't know he was under six feet. He's yeah. under six feet tall. Yeah. I think he's listed at like 5'11, but he's definitely shorter than 5'11. They're doing him a favor yeah, kind of yeah. situation. And he's, he's averaging a career high 26 points a game this year like that's insane for like that's what isaiah thomas did a few years ago yo contract year too it's a it's a contract yeah that's for another, kemba is he's still on that like he sound like he a, hasn't gotten a, paid a yeah four year 48 million dollars yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And, like that's like he might be he's probably the most underpaid player in the nba you know probably you yeah. know he he was in a similar situation with steph curry remember curry Got they, in on they, the, they had him on injuries. like it was yeah. a 44 a four year 44 million dollar deal because of his ankles yeah that was a steal. and then they had him year one and two of the mvp seasons on that contract that's why i could steal. go get iggy that's why i could go get all these other complimentary pieces but yo when we were doing this list the first name i put on it not saying that he is the best player uh, mm-hmm. uh, so far but it was kemba man and i was higher i was high on the hornets i remember me and marco were talking about how they were they were 15 to 1 odds to win the division you know they're in a division with the heat the magic the hawks and winnable and division. The wizards i think you know, they're, they're in first right now they're in right? first they're right in now first they're now. they're a favorite a slight favorite in, in vegas but you know it's going to come down to the end obviously you still have a long ways to go but it Definitely would have had the value on that. But, yeah, yeah. most of it was because of Kemba, contract year. I was reading good reports about him coming into the year, similar to, like, how Oladipo last year mm-hmm. changed his diet, went uh, went vegan a little bit, cleaned his act up. You know what I'm saying? If he getting wide-eyed, he was team <laughs> vegan a little bit. That's fact. So, yeah, I got Kemba as well, man. Kemba. He's killing it, man. Yeah. I'll give you, though, a name. He got 50 the other night, Kemba, right? Couple Dude, he hit, that, he hit mm-hmm. that stretch where he had 100 points in two games. Yeah. He had the 60 spot and then put up, like, 40 then the next night. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with uh, the process. Ooh, Joel Embiid. Yeah, okay. I will say though, I don't know. Playing not that great of late. Not that great of late. Late, but I think it's more of like a swagger play because yeah. this team goes as he goes. Yeah, I do think though. And tell me what you guys think about this going forward. Do you think him and Simmons can coexist? Because I do think that they're both like alpha males, and it's gonna come down to. It's going to be Shaq and Kobe all over again. I, in the sense where it's going to be like the media might tear him apart. Yeah. I mean, look, to be fair to, to Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid has improved and ben Simmons, ben Simmons hasn't, right? Like, he had a great season and he hasn't really, I, I don't want to use the word progress, but he hasn't like taken the next, next step this season, right? And it's only been a quarter of the way through, but... When you're um, drawing comparisons to LeBron, you have to mm-hmm. sort of like you can't. You yeah. have to like it has to be ascending the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I love the pick for Embiid. Um, Twenty six th- and thirteen. Two things that he's doing um, differently, or not differently, but two things that he's doing better this year. Mm-hmm. One's getting to the foul line. Mm-hmm. He's getting fouled a lot more. He's shooting more free throws. He's getting easier buckets. And two, he's actually shooting more threes. And these aren't those threes where he used to take, where it would be like. Like a deflection, he'd catch the ball at the three point line, or yeah. like, or like a situation where the shot clock's running out and he would just put up a three. No, like these are like designed plays for him to shoot threes. Yep. So getting to the free throw line and shooting more um, planned and organized threes are have have Joel Embiid, in my opinion, as the 
like on the second team all NBA. Mm-hmm. I have nine. You have nine. I I I actually have him as my my first team center. That's cool. That's, that's above Anthony Davis. I think he's um, I think he's really. I think the the most impressive part that people don't talk about is his defense. Honestly, like he's so good offensively. Yeah. But he he also changed like reshapes the team defensively. Yeah. The the on off splits before they got Butler, for their uh defensive on off splits was like the twenty eighth ranked defense when he was on the bench to like the third when he was on the court. Yeah. So his his defense is incredible. Now coming into the league, that was like his main thing. That was defense. his thing. Yeah, yeah. he coming was a defensive player, yeah. and like his offense went in a direction I, I feel like not many people mm-hmm. expect. Like like people expect him to be good and like develop, but I don't know if people. I don't, I don't know if I would have bet on him becoming this good, especially yeah, yeah. with all the injury concerns and all that. Like I don't, I don't know if I would have done that. He still has yet to surpass the games missed than games played. He has like I think t- over two hundred, like two hundred and twenty or two hundred and thirty games missed. Mm-hmm. He's only at like a hundred and fifty or sixty or something like that games played. So think about that for a second. Like he's still missed more games than he's played, and he's phenomenal. So yeah. I can only imagine how great he's going to be in a little while. And uh, and another thing that just I think is the most impressive part is I'm looking right now is his one of his biggest like problem areas was his turnovers mm-hmm. and his his so his career turnover percentage is at 15 percent this year he's down to 11.8 and that's like a drastic drop and especially he, with how many times he touches the ball exactly too. yeah that's 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 a drop of like one and a half to two turnovers a game and that's yeah. again we're, we're like that doesn't sound like a big deal but then you get to the playoffs and you get to like you know the last five minutes against the raptors you can't cough the ball up you know you have to you have to keep it and that's a huge improvement for a superstar player that's like something that you definitely need all right we've roughly touched on pretty much a good a good a good meaty core would you say would you say 12 names yeah 12 names all right let's let's get the obvious two out the way before we close out the show durant and lebron any any debates not nah, right nah, pretty nah, much i mean yeah they're 30 yeah. something game swing for lebron for the lakers 30 something game swing from last year to this year probably like what they're on pace for and yeah. and what they did last year like a 30 something game swing only only lebron james yeah. yeah and despite the losing streak that they went on it wasn't because of kd he was having like monster games yeah. night in night out yeah, so yeah. those two names are yeah. obvious give us a name that you got as we close. Who, who's your last uh, call up? Your boy, James Harden. Which, by the way, you want to see some mm. funky shit? <laughs> I got the shirt, dog. The James Harden. Fear shirt. the beard. Fear oh. the beard. Yo, I bought this shirt when I made the wager. I had it all year, and you know, and of course, the I'm next year, <laughs> last year, yo, he was ten to one odds, and I didn't bet him. Yeah, I'm gonna be hearing I'm, this story until we're like, oh, yo, right? yeah. listen, there's a lot of fans <laughs> that I get anytime that the James Harden MVP from two years ago comes up, they're like, yo, Nick, let it go, man. No, suck my balls. I'm not letting it go. <laughs> you guys were all wrong, and I was right. Uh, look, leading the league in points per game, a third in the league in assists, uh, and the team is underachieving. But like, the truth is, they. Chris Paul suspended, right? It's not that easy. Uh, and they're hurt. They're injured. Uh, and so the team isn't necessarily, you know, performing up to par. You know, they won, what, 60-something games last year? I think franchise record. Yeah. Franchise record, mm-hmm. 60-some games. Um, but they're hurt. And you're going to laugh. You know, they miss Trevor Ariza. But you want to hear something else? Bo Mute. They miss him. And they miss another guy. Don't laugh. They miss Ryan Anderson. Stop. Let me tell you something. Enough. Let me We're tell you ending something. the show later, guys. Let me tell you something. Yo. Ryan Anderson did two things. He did two things. He shot threes and he ate minutes. And right now, the Rockets could use a couple guys that could eat some minutes. It's a regular season. There's a bunch of these games. They need guys that could eat minutes, and they don't have them right now. They're playing the, right now. I don't even know his first name. Last name's House. He's a two-way player. He just came from the G League, and now he's playing in the NBA for the Rockets. They're Dwayne very House, bro. Dwayne House. They're very thin. They're hurt. Uh, and this guy is kind of doing everything, right? Yeah. No, he's thirty like, points a game, roughly. You know, close to nine, ten assists a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Harden's phenomenal, and he, you know, just because the team is not doing as well, uh, that shouldn't, you know, deter anybody from. You know, giving him some recognition because look, it's an ISO ball. That's what they do best. It's Chris. It's Chris Paul. It's James Harden. It's ISO ball. Everyone stands around, watch them do what they do, and it's a little tough to do that right now. The defense is underachieving, um, but you know, they miss Ryan Anderson. That's my takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, 
I had a. <laughs> I watched this team really closely the last two years because of some financial investments that we made that everyone's aware of. I would not say Ryan Anderson is Was being missed, missed. but uh, look, I didn't. He didn't make my list. Um, it, it's more so because I think this team is just. You're you're saying that they can compete with the Warriors. They're the only team that has a chance at the Warriors, and like you're eleven and twelve, like. Not so. I'm I'm putting a lot of it on James Harden. Um, I agree. He he made he made my uh, third NBA third team. Okay, but I'm I don't know. I he's putting up the numbers, but it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't feel, feel yeah that's it doesn't what I'm saying feel too. the same way that it felt the last couple of years. And I don't know if that's because maybe like the Rocket system is so specific. You need like you need the rim runner. They still have the rim runner in Capella. They still have the two dominant ball handlers, but like the shooting, it really isn't there. Like Gordon, Gordon's isn't having shooting a rough year well, this year. Yeah. They don't really have like PJ Tucker's killing it from the corners. I will say that he's like I think he leads the league in three point percentage from each corner. Um, but the, it's just not. I don't know. It's just like it's not working, and I don't know if that's. I don't think it's Ryan Anderson. <laughs> Maybe it's no, Ryan dude. Anderson. <laughs> you want you you really want to laugh. The reason why I think the Warriors got Boogie Cousins is because of P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker in that Rocket Series against the Warriors was getting rebounds on, like, uh, Draymond mm-hmm. and he was, Durant. He was, like, he was dogging them. And, yeah. yo, P.J. Tucker, guys, is, like, 6'8". And he's listed at 6'8". And I think we're being polite. Similar to what we said about, like, Kevin yeah, P.J. Tucker. Yeah. You like, need that, like, uh, dog. And that's why, yo... There was a there was a trade, wasn't it? Like Eric Gordon and and PJ Tucker for like Jimmy Butler. And they said no. And they said no. Yeah, it tells you a lot. <sighs> All right, maybe they don't miss Ryan Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just curious, and I'm almost positive the stats will back this up. But I'd love to know what their record is with Chris Paul and James Harden playing. I mean, last year there was that, that stat about yeah. Paul Harden and Capello. They were like at the one point thirty like, and one or something. Yeah, yeah at one point they're literally playing shorthanded. And yeah, yeah. They gave what thirty something million. I think between Harden and and Paul, I think it's like seventy percent of their cap or something like that. Crazy. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 both making roughly like fifty five to sixty million dollars combined. And so when your roster's that top heavy and you're missing one of the guys, it's a different team. Yeah. It's just it's just a different team. No, that's fair. Yeah, and sure. I'm I'm I I haven't sold my stock on the Rockets yet. Okay. So give us uh your last name that you got over there, Marco. My last guy is um Kyle Lowry. If you guys haven't noticed I really like point guards. I'm naming a lot of them. <laughs> but uh he's he's really impressive to me. I always thought he was the better player out of him and 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 the Demar. Really? Yeah, I I always thought that, and I know that's a rare. I I kind of lean that way also, but it's rare to have someone in that camp. And it's it's it it might be my personal dislike for Demar. I just don't I don't um like I don't I don't think he's a bad. I think he's a very good player, but I just he's a very good player at. I don't want to say the wrong way of playing, but like at a. He's a very good player at like an archaic way of playing. Like he plays in a way that isn't really beneficial to your team anymore. And, and to the and new NBA. Yeah. yeah. He's yep. excellent at it, but it's yeah. just not as valuable. Yeah. And like that's why I always like Lowry. I he's he's averaging a career high in assists a game. He's leading the league in assists, which is really impressive, I think. With yeah. like all those ball handlers and and that offense that they're passing a lot and he still has the ball and he's distributing it to everybody. Um, his defense is top notch as always, and you, I feel like he never gets enough love on defense. Yeah, he's he's a dog. He's a dude. dog. He'll on like he'll put right. you up full court. He'll get into your jersey. Like he, he nothing easy with Lowry, and just like you know what you said, like the best team in the East. Um, I think he deserves some respect for that. You yeah. know, he it's he has Leonard there, but he's clearly the second best player, and he's and he's balling out. He's having one of his best years. So yeah, yeah. and he's a massive chip on his shoulder ever since the trade. Did you see the interview or? Yeah, yeah he called he, out uh, yeah. Masai Ujiri. Yeah, he's like, yeah. hey, you know, what's that your was like really... his best friend, you know? Like, he's, yeah. he's upset. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm on the fence about how that whole situation was handled, but he is absolutely balling out. I mm-hmm. think I had him nine on my list. Yeah. And that we, I, I, I mentioned it to you earlier. I said Kyle Lowry. You said, whoa. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he didn't make my list. And I went with uh, another guard who I, I would say I think he's my favorite player in basketball. He's dope. No, no, not, I know, I know. Oh, oh the guy, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going with Damian Lillard. Yeah, he's dope. 27 a game, five rebounds a game. Uh, Lillard time, though Lillard time got shut down in the playoffs last year. But we're talking <laughs> about this year. Uh, 13 and 11. You know, this was another team where if we made this, 
we did this episode two weeks ago. I remember I gave them an A grade for how they've handled this season so far. And because, you know, you had all that, like, I guess it was smoke in the in the summer. You know, you get swept by by the, the Pelicans, right? You get dominated. And it's like, yo, do you blow it up? Can you go another year with that backcourt? Because mm-hmm. it's like the backcourt is elite. Probably top three backcourts in, in the NBA. And can you go another year with just those two guys and nothing else, right? Yeah. And they stayed pat. They didn't really make any crazy subtraction or addition. And, you know, like I said, two weeks ago, they were first in the NBA. And I gave them a, a, an A in our report card yeah. segment. So I'm going with Damian Lillard. The only problem with the, in my opinion, with the Portland Trailblazers is 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 what you're seeing now, and and it's it's nothing against Dame or CJ, but it's just like they still don't surround him with enough, man. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's literally if they uh, if their floor isn't if they don't get sixty points a night combined, no. it's quiet. And it's, it's like it's, it, it's like Nurkic and what Stauskas are you're going to be your guys, Evan Turner? Like it's just I want I want to call out my dude Zach Collins though a little bit. He needs bit. more burn. He needs more minutes. He's, he needs he's, more. He's burn. very good. And this is what I think they should do. Like you mentioned, uh, blowing it up. I honestly, I'm I'm impressed by their like resilience not to blow it. Like yeah, I, yeah. if I were like the GM, the owner, like I would have blown it up. I would have been like, this is like three years in a row. This isn't working. We need to mix it up. But I think a smaller way to mix it up that could be beneficial to them is to try and move Nurkic for like a wing because I think what they need is a big wing who can shoot. Yeah, all the, like, like an Otto Porter, maybe. An Otto Porter, although like, he's getting a big contract, something like that. Something like that, though. That yeah, kind of like, player, they yeah. Got, like, yeah. Harkless, Aminu, and Turn- like none of them could shoot, dude. They're all like low thirty yeah. percent three point shooters, yeah. and then that way you give Collins more minutes at the five. You get a wing who could shoot, and it's you still have your big two, and you 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 add like a little different dynamic around yeah. them, you know. But I agree with you, Lillard. He's my first. He, him and Kemba are my first team All NBA guards through That's the first awesome. twenty five games. He's he's killing it. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. I you know last bit right here with the Blazers. I think their win total was like forty and a half. So I kind of I kind of feel like Vegas might have been thinking about them blowing it up. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a trade at the Midway deadline or something. Or, yeah. You know, if like if they were like if they had a record, not the Suns. The Suns' record is atrocious. But if they were like you know. <laughs> Nine and fifteen, maybe you'd be hearing some trade talks. Oh, so, for sure. Let's see. It's uh, it's been fun. I really like the NBA. There's a lot of storylines, which I think makes the league very, very compelling. You know, oh. a lot of people, Marco, and I know you've had this conversations with people too. They think that the NBA is whack because oh, the Warriors are gonna win, so mm-hmm. it doesn't well, matter. But sorry, but with all due respect, at, at least right now, at this point in the season, the Warriors are what fucking fourth in the league. Right, they're fourth in the West. Mm-hmm. So, like, I hear that, and I don't necessarily—I don't agree with it at all. But if you are, you know, from that school of thought, watch the fucking NBA right now because yeah. it's not the case. It's yeah. dope. It's dope. It's There's a lot of good open. basketball, a lot yeah. of good players. Matt, yo, like, literally every team has a guy that you'd pay to go see. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And like, I—I I always say that the best part about watching the NBA for me, like, especially the regular season, is. Just like watching all these different dudes, like all the storylines, like you said, like all the performances. Like one night you'll have Jokic putting up 20, 20, and eight. Another yeah. night you'll have Paul George dropping. Fit. Like there's, it's just like it's entertainment, you know? Like yeah. it's cool to watch. It's fun. Like there's like the pace is picking up. There's more shots. There's more points. Like it's just like a enjoyable product, you know? It's a, a fun of, league. A lot yeah. of great young players to watch. Really, well. really that too, fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that definitely helps too. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. First, uh, our. Are all NBA teams through the first twenty to twenty-five? This was games. fun. Uh, Imp, well, actually, guest first. Marco, yes. thank you for joining us. Where can they find you if they want to contact you on social media? Uh, you can contact me at my Instagram at m.gonzo28. I'll put that in the uh, description and in the Twitter handle for the show at Veterans Minimum <laughs> is the Twitter handle for the show and the Instagram. Though I laugh because his Twitter handle is funny. Oh yeah! Oh, uh, furry burrito, yeah. <laughs> furry burrito. On you guys can follow me there too. I don't really talk much about sports on there, but you guys can follow me there too. And where can they find you? I M P Y seven one eight. You already know Twitter and Instagram at the Lamb Show, guys. Everywhere on social media. Enjoy the rest of the NBA, and we'll uh, do this again soon for sure. See you.